And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruits and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. 15. On today's Fantasy Baseball in 15, we'll take a look into the Braves' deep lineup and rotation. Like death and taxes, Dodger's been a Dodger. <laughs> I have not had uh, three co-brews uh, yet. It works great. In a fantasy. I'm just glad I am not at the dentist. Fantasy Baseball in 15. On The Athletic. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball in 15. For Thursday, February 18th, I am Al Melchior. And with me here for this episode is Michael Beller. And Michael, you and I were just saying... Absolutely no shortage of things to talk about with the Braves uh, on this episode, so really looking forward to getting right into it. Yeah, another one of those teams that I wish we were able to call this Fantasy Baseball in 30 or something like that (laughs) instead of Fantasy Baseball in 15, but we'll make do with the 15 minutes here. We will, so we will get right to it, and uh, we will welcome to the show David O'Brien, who is the Braves beat writer for The Athletic, and uh, David, really appreciate you taking the time to come on and helping us sort out a very, very deep roster. Yep, thank you, appreciate it. Uh, no, no problem at all. So, um, player I actually want to start with here is Travis Darno because I'm not really quite sure what to make of his abbreviated 2020 season. Uh, really pretty remarkable. The only hitter who had a higher hard hit rate, uh, according to Statcast, than Darno was Fernando Tatis Jr. So, a big power surge for him. Uh, do you see that as being uh, something he can carry over to 2021? And where do you see him hitting in the Braves' order? Yeah, I do, because if you look at what he did with Tampa Bay, that was really where he rediscovered his swing, working with his old pitching coach, or his old hitting coach, I'm sorry, from the minor leagues, uh, Chad Matolo. And that's where he got it back in, in to what he was doing at the beginning of his career with the Mets when he was a top prospect, you know, when he got traded over there. Um, so it wasn't like this was an outlier. I mean, it was his best season, but he did do some good things with Tampa. I think he had a three-homer game at Yankee Stadium, if I'm not mistaken. Um he uh yeah he pounds the ball. He's got a he's got a nice easy compact swing, and you know he, he last year he ended up hitting cleanup because with the uh, DH they dropped Freddie Freeman down from third to second, hit Ozuna third, and had Darno hitting fourth from like the middle of the season all the way through the postseason. Darno played every game in the postseason, all twelve games started. It it appears right now they're not going to have the DH so. I would fully expect Freeman to move back to third in the order. Freddie doesn't want to bat second when there's a pitcher bat ninth because the RBI opportunities, all that. Uh, so I think it'll be – I would expect Darno just to move down to the fifth spot behind Ozuna in the cleanup spot as long as there's no DH. But he'll stay in the middle of the uh, in the middle of the order, fourth or fifth. All right. Well, yeah, certainly still presents him with a lot of run production opportunities there. Yeah, uh, and he'll probably catch about 120 to 130 games too. It's not going to be an even split. He's going to be the primary guy. All right. Well, yeah, that's some really good information for us to uh, to tuck away. Uh, now, much further down in the order, I would assume would be Christian Pache, um, who's really going to provide a, a defensive boost in center field. But what should we expect from him offensively? 
I think he's going to surprise some people. If you look at his stats in his last minor league season, rather than his cumulative uh, minor league career, if you look at his 2019 season, he had some impressive numbers. He's came, he's come so far. Uh, he put on about 20 pounds of muscle in two years. He went from hitting zero home runs in 2017 in low A to hitting 12 in double A, triple A in 2019. And he's a guy who's got a, much higher ceiling than that. Every, the scouts all think he could be a 20 to 25 home run guy in the big leagues before long at all. And with his speed, he's going to have a ton of extra base hits. He had nine triples, I think, in uh, 2019 in a minor league season. So uh, he has not learned how to utilize that speed to steal bases, but he's a he's a good base runner other than stealing bases. And I think once he figures out pitchers' jumps and leads and all that, he could be a 20, 25 stolen base guy, but he's just not there right now. You, he just doesn't – he looks awkward trying to steal bases. Uh, and he almost got hurt last year trying to steal one in a uh, in a uh, uh, exhibition game before the season with an awkward slide. So I don't know if they're going to have him try to steal a whole lot. <laughs> they need to keep him healthy. But, you know, his game's defense, but he's going to be a lot better hitter than people think. And I would, I, I would think he could end up being a 280, 290 hitter at least and have a mid-300 OBP. I don't know if he'll do that right away, but he's come a long way and he keeps making big strides. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Let's kick on over into the rotation here, David, and uh, a little bit of turnover. Obviously, some of that has to do with the Mike Soroka injury, but uh, you've got a couple of new faces there, Charlie Morton and Drew Smiley. The guy at the top of the rotation, however, not a new face. Max Freed had an excellent 2020 season, and I actually dug into that season for a column I wrote uh, for the fantasy portion of the website a couple of days ago, and uh, was just interested in the usage that we saw from him, uh, from uh, from Max Freed a season ago, uh, forcing usage way down, sinker usage way up. We know he's got the great curveball. Uh, slider usage actually bumped up a little bit too from 2019 to 2020, and it resulted in a top 20 season from a fantasy perspective. Uh, are you expecting there? to be any sort of regression for Max Freed, or was what we saw last year sort of just a sign of what he's going to become and what he's going to remain uh, still early on in his career? The latter. I think last year is exactly what he, you know, he showed, he's shown flashes of that. It took him basically two years like it does some guys when they get TJ surgery before they're really established. It takes them sometimes two full seasons to get back, and it did with him. Uh, you know, he, he was a Padres prospect when the Braves traded for him when he was recovering from TJ. And he's just learned so much about himself. And one of his best friends is Jack Flaherty, who went to high school with. And they spent a lot of the lockdown last year, the, the shutdown, throwing together out at their old high school in L.A. And Flaherty really worked with him on some pitches and some mental side of things. And he's worked with uh, a lot of different people. But last year, he worked with Hamels a lot. 
on the changeup. So Hamels, you know, did have some use to the Braves. He was hurt all year, but he at least talked to Max Fried all the time. So the uh, the curveball is as good as any in the league, really. And now with Drew Smiley coming in, who's got another one of the best spin rates of any left-hander in baseball, it should really be impressive. Those two, if they separate them, I'm sure they will. But uh, they have, you know, they have different looks from all of their starters. But Max, last year, you know, he had a couple of little kind of freak injuries. Like he had, a, if, if he hadn't twisted his ankle fielding a bunt, he's a gold glover. Uh, you know, he won a gold glove and, and uh, he, he's also can hit. But if he had twisted his ankle in that last start, he had not given up a single home run all year. And he gave up two, the next two batters after doing his ankle. So it was obviously that. I mean, he was, he was just trying to gut it through the first inning. And then they got him out of there. But. So he missed a lot, his last turn or two. Uh, he was a side candidate until that, until that point. He was, he was right there with those guys in a year where there were like seven guys that were all but inseparable. But that kind of ruined his chances. But, you know, it, it, there was nothing fluky about it. He didn't have, you know, his BABIP and all that. You know, none of the secondary – nothing about it. When you look at it, you go, yeah, that's going to be some regression. And, you know, if you watch this guy pitch, he's he looks, as they say, he is what they look like. I mean, he's – Six four six five, really cerebral guy. Uh, throws plenty hard for a left-hander with a huge uh, curveball. You know, throws mid nineties, low low mid nineties, easily. So you know, he doesn't grunt. He's not going to get hurt. Uh, I I really look forward to him uh, building off that season. Um, I think with uh, Soroka coming back, and with the addition of of uh, Charlie Morton and Drew Smiley, he, he loves to pick the brains of guys. He's not at all shy about picking the brains of veterans. And I, I see him just getting better as he learns even more and more how to pitch. But he works really hard. He's a lean guy, uh, could stand to put on a little bit more weight, but he's uh, he just keeps himself in great shape. You know, never goes out, parties, any of that stuff. So he's a he's a good uh, he's a good one to bet on. Well, there's some youth uh, factoring into that rotation picture as well, uh, starting with Ian Anderson. And the Braves do have some depth to work with. So are there any plans to limit Ian Anderson's workload? uh, Or can we expect him to just be in that rotation making normal starts all year long? You know, they won't come out and say they're going to use a six-man rotation because they don't want to be locked into that. What they'd rather do, they're going to do it organically. They're going to talk to each pitcher, see how they feel along the way. And they have their seven or eight deep with, you know, Kyle Wright and Bryce Wilson are going to be outside looking in when uh, Soroka gets back. So they are really confident going seven or eight deep this year, as opposed to, say, last year when they were just crossing their fingers and hoping these guys were ready to turn a corner, you know, the Kyle Wrights and Bryce Wilsons. So this year they won't hesitate to, if they need to bump a guy back a day or two, plug one of those other guys in, skip a start, that kind of thing. Um, and I wouldn't, and they will be careful with Ian Anderson. Although he's a pretty, he's a pretty durable guy. They just, he's never pitched anywhere close to what he would have in a full load, 162 game season. So I could see him being careful with him, as well as uh, Charlie's 36 now. Uh, Drew Smiley only pitched 27 innings, I think, last year. So these are all guys that they're gonna have to be a little careful with. None of these guys have pitched 180 innings. None of them. You know, Charlie back or a lot earlier in his career, but. Uh, you know, same thing with uh, with Kyle Wright, Bryce Wilson. They're all guys that they, they you know they they're going to use that depth, and I wouldn't expect any of them to go 180 innings. Uh, if 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 anybody did, it would be maybe Charlie Morton, just because he says no, I'm ready. You know, and he's got nothing to protect or anything. You know, he's on a one year contract and all that, so he's he'd be the only guy I would expect to see 
pile up the innings. The other guys they can be careful with. Yeah, luxury for the real-life team in Atlanta. Bit of a headache for fantasy managers thinking about rostering these Ian Braves Anderson. pitchers. Ian Anderson yeah. is, is a stud, man. That guy's yeah. a stud. It's he good. Is. I mean, it, it, it's fun looking at all these guys. Oh, and, yeah. I mean, Charlie, Charlie Morton, too, right? I mean, even, even oh, as yeah. he is getting toward the end of his career. I mean, this is, this is a very high-ceiling rotation. If you think about the things that could go right, if everything lines up, uh, I think we could easily be talking about a rotation that is right in line with what the Dodgers are trotting out and what the Padres are trotting out there in the Western Division. Uh, let's throw it over into the bullpen and uh, talk about the closer situation. I mean... You look up and down the pen, and there are some options here, right? I mean, is it Will Smith? Is it Chris Martin? Is it reliever to be signed at a later date? It's only February 17th that we're recording this episode. I mean, how do we handicap uh, the race for the ninth inning for the Braves? Well, I thought there was still, until Melanson signed with the Padres, I thought there was still a chance they would bring him back and close. And the fact that the Padres signed him for as little as they did, $2 million with the option, and it's like a $3 million deal, tells me they were ready to move on from him as closer. Um, you know, the peripherals were kind of not looking great for Melanson, even though he was really good last year. He's a ballsy guy and knows how to pitch. But Chris Smith last year had – or Will Smith, I'm sorry, had, had some terrible luck with home runs. And the Braves kind of uh, wrote that off as a – as a factor of the COVID because he, he, he tested positive for COVID-19, even though he never showed symptoms, he could not get a, a negative test to get back in. So he missed all of summer, rest, uh, the restart camp, missed all of it. So they kind of just thrust him back in with pitching on the side, you know, and facing hitters down at the alternate site. So really he went three months, you know, without throwing much at all, you know, off a mound or anything. A lot of these guys had mounds that were facing hitters. He wasn't doing that. Like some of the guys just didn't have mounds to throw off or didn't have a catcher they could throw to or hitters to face. So I think he, he thought he'd be able to get it back up with uh, with restart camp and get back in gear. But then he ends up missing all of that. So I think the cumulative effect of missing, you know, of not throwing off a mound much at all during the during the three months down and then missing all the restart camp, he just didn't have a feel for that slider. It did not bite like it did in San Francisco at all until late in the season when he had a run, a stretch where he looked every bit as good as he did in San Francisco. Um, he Before the giving up a home run, the last, the season finale, he had gone like seven perfect uh, appearances. So I think they're ready to turn it over to him. You know, he was an all-star in 2019 with the, mm-hmm. with the Giants. He put up great numbers with them. So, but they have other options. That's the thing is they, it's not like, uh, it's not like putting all your eggs in one basket because like well, Tyler Matzik, for instance, he was filthy last year. I mean, if he can build off that, he was unhittable at times. He was the best left-hander in baseball at times. I mean, he was nasty. Mentor looked really good last year. Uh, Chris Martin can certainly close. I think they could do matchups if they weren't, if Will like just wasn't doing it. If they went with him on a regular basis and maybe struggled a little bit, they could always plug one of those guys in depending on what the matchups are. But they could also start the season with Will Smith as their primary guy and just say it's yours, you know. They did sign him to a three-year, $40 million deal a year ago, and it wasn't really to be a, you know, seventh or eighth inning guy. Wow. Well, uh, a lot of great perspective there, David, and a a lot of really good information, and uh, really appreciate it. But that's going to wrap things up for this episode of Fantasy Baseball in 15. You didn't even ask about Mike Soroka. It's um, fantasy baseball like we said. I wanted to be fantasy baseball in thirty, Dave. If we could, we would. But we've got we've got restrictions that we got to stick to. Unfortunately, he should be uh, back after probably two or three weeks. He all right. Good. Well, that's that's He's some great off information, a right? He's thrown off a mound. Been thrown off a mound two months. So. 
Yeah. Uh, well, I, I appreciate you, uh, you know, taking the wheel there, David. You got and, it. Uh, <laughs> letting us know that is important. So right. uh, that said, now we're going to wrap this episode up here on Fantasy Baseball 15. If you're listening to this podcast on a platform that lets you leave a rating and review, we do appreciate it when you take the time to do that. So David O'Brien, thank you so much. Really appreciate the time, the knowledge. Um, thanks so much for dropping in. All right. You got it. All right, so for David O'Brien and for Michael Beller, I'm Al Melkier, and we'll be right back here on Friday. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.